Welcome to Relaunch, the real estate podcast focused on helping you find your success in real estate. My name is Lauren Cooper. I am an active real estate sales representative just north of Toronto, Canada. The whole purpose of this podcast is to bring you actionable content by interviewing the best of the best in this business, helping to take you from zero to hero in your real estate career. All right, we're welcoming Melissa Charlton today to the podcast, Relaunch Podcast. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, no problem. Thank you. All right. So uh, for those out there that don't know who you are, just give us a, a quick little synopsis of this is me and my business right now. Absolutely. So we have, um, we're a team out in Milton, my husband, Chuck Charlton and I, and we have, um, I'm a, I'm a broker, but I don't sell. I'm the team leader of the team. We have Chuck who still sells, who's in marketing as well as like I mentioned, outside sales. Then we have three outside sales agents and we have three full-time admin. Okay. Fantastic. And, yeah. uh, you had mentioned that you got your license somewhere around 2006. Yep. Somewhere in and around there. Yeah, the internet was like just like a, a baby when it came to real estate when we started. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell me a little bit about maybe your first year or two in the business? Um, in particular, was it you or Chuck? Were you guys together at the time when uh, you got your yeah. license? And yeah, we got Did you get yeah. your license at the same time? No, actually, Chuck started in a couple of years before me, and he was with um, a partner, Lou Tomasoni, out, out of Remax 2000 in the city. And then I took my courses when I was in my last year of university. So I had to make a choice whether or not I was going to continue in nursing, I have a nursing degree, or if I was going to become a realtor, and I chose becoming a realtor. <laughs> now, what about it made it attractive to you? I have an entrepreneurial spirit big time. Like I want to be able to, you know, I'm very goal oriented. I, I wanted, I wanted more, like I wanted more. I wanted to build something that I really believed in. And I felt like I was a little limited with, with nursing. Yeah, I can understand that. Okay, yeah. great. So Chuck was in it a couple of years before you. So had he already established himself? You were, he said you were in the city. Now we're talking about Toronto being the city, yes. right? Yeah. So, and Milton is kind of an outskirt sort of suburb, if you will, um, west of Toronto, northwest. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So just so people out there listening have a, an idea of geography. Um, now, this is 2006. Chuck had been in it for about two years. You yeah. said with Remax. I know you guys are with Royal LePage now. Yes. Okay. So take me on that journey then um, from you getting into the business. Did you right away decide, okay, I'm, I'm coming in it with Chuck or was, were you going to do your own thing? Absolutely. I knew if I if I was going to go into real estate, it would be with Chuck. Um, what we did was we, I, I knew I didn't want to do real estate in Toronto. That was the bottom line. I just didn't want to deal with it. I grew up in York region and Aurora Newmarket area. So I was used to that and I wanted to be more in that environment and raise our family there. So we chose Milton. We didn't know a single person. We just knew that it was kind of like the hot growing spot and there was a lot of people just like us who live there. So we moved out there, um, $40,000 in debt, didn't know a single person, had zero database, and we just had to make it happen. Um, we walked into the Remax office at the time. And at the time, Milton was a much, much smaller city. And we're like, yeah, we're here to join. We're all excited. And uh, they were like, oh, you're not going to be successful. Everyone knows each other. Like It was wow. a very small town, right? So then we walked across the street to Royal LePage and signed up, and that was it. Okay. I was going to ask yeah. you, how come you chose Royal LePage? But there's the answer right there. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Talk about support. Okay, so starting from scratch, basically, in a new town, yeah. being $40,000 in debt, how did yeah. you get yourself off the ground and running? Because now you've, you've, you're established, you're a team, you're definitely a, a pillar in the real estate community. So yeah. how did it start? Well, we were very, very lucky. Chuck is kind of a marketing geek. So he came into contact with Dean Jackson. And at that time, he had just launched a program called Getting Listings, which was a marketing, there was like a mailer piece and you target a certain area and there has to be a certain amount of turnover in that piece. So Chuck was part, one, part of um, like the initial group and he was the first one to get a listing from that program. So that's really where it started. And then we branched on to um, Dean's money-making websites and all his other stuff. And that's really how we started growing our business. So you definitely have to have an investment there in funds. You're already in debt. Was that nervous? Yeah. Were you a little bit apprehensive in doing that? There was no choice. Like when you don't have any money, not having you know, if it gets worse, it's, it's still bad. Right. So we knew we had to do something like we couldn't. And Chuck and I are the type of people we're very innovative. Like we're not going to put our face in the newspaper or anything like that. So we had to go about it in a way that was very different and also catered toward to the demographic that was moving in Milton. They're on the internet. So explain a little bit more about that. So what was the, the demographic you were going after? Absolutely. It was People just like us, you know, um, the average age in Milton is, I believe it's 30. It was, it's, it's a young community. There's, uh, there are a lot of families, people come out here, they have kids. So that's basically, we wanted to work with people just like us. What, what is the average sort of rough population or what was the population at the point where you moved into town? Now I know it's grown a lot, but yeah, I think we're at about 110,000 now back then. Oh, it had to be less than 50. Like I, if I had to guess 40, 50,000. And it yeah. must've been tough. I mean, according to, uh, the Remax people <laughs> breaking yeah. into a tight knit community that already had those connections. Uh, did yeah. you find any resistance with that? Not really, because the truth of the matter is, is that there there is a population of old Milton, they call it. Um, but a lot of Milton is people who move from the city, people who move from elsewhere. So we're, there's more of us than there is of them, right? <laughs> You're so, taking over. We're taking over. And there are some big, big real estate teams and agents out in Milton because the, the population's yeah. grown so much, right? So yeah. there's enough business for everybody really to, to kind of grow and uh, do their own thing. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. So let's say from where you are right now, which is, mm -hmm. you know, this, this powerhouse mm -hmm. to you had to do it all over again today with yes. the technology as it is with consumers as educated as they are, would mm -hmm. you do it a little bit differently? Would you do it the same way? What do you think you might do if you were dropped into a town or mm -hmm. if you wanted to put it differently, let's say you had a niece that was going into the business that was in the States or in Canada, a different town, what would be your advice to them to get started? I would definitely recommend getting real estate coaching right off the bat. Um, that's really important. Instead of trying to, like in the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, I would never do scripting. I would never, you know, be systematized like that. I thought it would take away our identity or who we are, you know, as a team. But really what I found is when I learned these skills and I leveraged from other teams that had done it for years and years and years, it was just a much quicker path to success. So, you know, I, I often think of that it's kind of like a romantic idea. Like 
what if, you know, I picked up and left Milton and had to go somewhere else? What would I, I do, right? The truth is I have a business now because of those systems where I can go and take that anywhere else and do the exact same thing. So it's replicatable. Absolutely. Now, at the scale that you're at, though, compared mm -hmm. to somebody who's just starting with really probably no funds and, and nothing, yep. much like where you started and definitely where I started, um, mm -hmm. would that be, you wouldn't be taking on quite as much. You'd have to take it on piece by piece, right? You'd have Absolutely. to have a plan. So yep. what do you think might be the first two or three things to generate that business to fund the rest yeah. of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely, when you have no money, work on your sphere, like work on your center of influence, make sure that everyone who knows you knows you're in real estate, right? You can do that through social media, which is free. Um, you know, even just phone, like having relationships with people, taking them out to lunch, just phoning them up and letting them know what you're up to. I think that's a great way to get business. Um, also open houses. I mean, that's how Chuck got his first client. It's always a good way as well as long as you're consistent with them. Like you can't expect that every open house you're gonna snag two clients, but if you do it for a month every weekend, you'll get a few clients for sure. All right, so let's dig a little bit deeper into that. So in terms of the sphere, um, yeah. some people feel uncomfortable selling to friends and family, and it's not necessarily selling, it's just sort of selling yourself or letting them know who <laughs> you are and what you do now. Uh, how might you go about doing that? That's maybe a little bit more natural or comfortable. You know, it's funny. I think that's really like a mindset issue because deep down, like people want to help each other, right? Like your friends want to see you succeed. Like your true friends, um, your family wants to see you succeed. So it's about having those conversations, like ask them about their life, but tell them what you're up to as well. And just be honest with them. You know, I'm growing, you can see something like, you know, I'm growing my business. I'm excited. By the way, if you know anyone who's looking to buy or sell, could you please let me know and I'll get in touch with them. Like it just, it can be soft. It doesn't have to be like a hard sell. And would you put them in some sort of system, some sort of CRM where you'd be keeping in touch with them through maybe birthday cards or, or some life events throughout the year? Or would it be Absolutely. that systemized or would it be loosey-goosey? Okay. So, so we have a database, right, obviously. And from the very, very beginning, like we use that uh, database. There's all kinds. We've used many different ones over the years, but we always had a CRM. Um, we were part of buy referral only at the very, very beginning of our, um, you know, of our careers. And so we would send out a newsletter once a month to our entire client family. Um, you know, That's a physical newsletter, right? A physical. And we still do that to this day. We still mail to our uh, past clients. And um, yeah, it's like a fun, there's contests and it's fun and it's not necessarily, not necessarily real estate related, but that's something that we do. Um, but buy referral only has some great tools where you can generate repeat and referral business. Okay. And I know Dean Jackson was involved for a while on the marketing end of it. And the reason yep. I know that is because when I first started in the business, I reached out to Chuck because I found him online and yeah. several other people. And uh, he sort of led me down that path. So yeah, very interesting. Nice. <laughs> now, in terms of open houses, what kind of open house strategy are you guys employing? Oh my gosh. Well, if you've seen our open house signs, they're super cheeky and people love them. So um, for example, our, our open house sign, it has our branding. They'll say, you'll love this home more than Kanye loves Kanye. Or, um, you know, there's a picture of Macaulay Culkin and say, it'll, it'll say like, uh, you don't want to buy a home alone. You know, stuff like that. So we definitely get um, attention, not only to drive traffic to the open house, but we've had people actually 
you know, call us up saying, we, I love your marketing. Will you come and, you know, I'm thinking about listing my home. Will you come out and show me what you guys do? That's fantastic. That's really the yeah. ultimate compliment, right? Absolutely. Excellent. Now, in terms of following up once people are in the house, how do you go about doing that? Well, what we do is we have a system for our leads that's separate from our CRM. So we have something called follow-up boss. So immediately when an agent does an open house, they'll enter their contacts into their follow-up boss under them with notes about the conversation as well as what the next step is, when they're going to follow up with that person um, and, you know, what they can offer them. Because we have little cookies that we can offer. We can offer, we can put them on the Milton Price report. We can offer them Milton Daily Homes. There's all kinds of different things to add value. So you're you're not just calling to say, hey, are you ready to buy or sell? You're offering someone something of value, right? Yeah, that's the key right there. Absolutely. And that, that's what people talk about again and again. You know, people are, are basically allergic to sales for sales sake. But if you offer something worth their time, then mm -hmm. they're willing to give it. Okay, yep. fantastic. So that right there is a good strategy. So that's two, that's sphere and open houses. What might be a third way to, uh, to get things going? Without spending money, it's tough. I know. Right? I, know. I, would, I would recommend spending some money. That's what I, I would. I would truly, right? It's, it's going to be the fastest way to get you where you're going. Um, we did buy referral only in the beginning. We also, um, Kathleen Black, was a huge influence in our team and the growth of our team. Um, right now we coach with Ken Goodfellow. He's awesome. Um, but definitely invest in some kind of coaching for sure. Now, at what point in your career did you decide, all right, the two of us, and, and before I even go there, let me back up. So it was you and Chuck. Did you do the same thing? Did you have different roles when it was just the two of you? Or were you oh, basically doing the same thing? Yeah, we, we would kill each other if we like, <laughs> if we were in, you know, we're doing the same thing. We're very like, we have different roles in the business and, you know, we have tremendous trust that, everyone, you know, we're both doing what we need to do to move the business forward. But, um, but yeah. So at what point did it go from the two of you expanding mm -hmm. into the, even the concept of a team? Absolutely. So when we started in the business, Chuck and I really didn't have huge ambitions to start a team. Um, we're like, wouldn't it be great if we had an assistant one day? That was kind of like what we were thinking. And um, I remember this so clearly the day that we decided to start a team. I was at a conference and Kathleen Black was speaking and I we had just had our first baby. And, you know, life was not very good. Financially, it was great. But we were just run off our feet. We were exhausted. Like the quality of life was just garbage. Like it didn't matter how much money we were making when we were just tired and angry, you know? Um, so really, I, Chuck is like, why don't you go to this team building thing? And I was like, oh, Chuck, I'm so busy. Like, do I really want to go this thing? So I went and, you know, when Kathleen was speaking about the, you know, the pain points of why someone joins a team, I started tearing up and I don't cry, right? I was like, oh my God, they're talking about me. So I was the first person in the back of the room at the first break and I'm like, sign me up right now, right? And they're like, okay, well, you have to do this disc. And I'm like, no, no, I'm a big D. You better put me with a big D or this isn't gonna work, right? And they put me with Kathleen and that was it. Perfect, so uh, at that point, you guys definitely took different roles and yeah. you're, you're kind of in the leadership role of the team now and, and Chuck's, I guess, more involved with the marketing and I know he likes to tinker with all that stuff. 
oh, totally. He's marketing, but he he does mentor and train and all the, that great stuff as well. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Now, goals at the level that you're at compared to the level where someone is starting are a little bit different, but let, mm-hmm. let's take it down. How do you measure your success in terms of the business? I mean, obviously you joined or uh, you joined Kathleen Black Coaching for the idea of creating a team for lifestyle more yeah. so than uh, income, right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but in terms of just the business and getting off the ground, what do you think would be good goals to go ahead? Would you focus on uh, the GCI, the ultimate sort of thing that everyone focuses on or, you know, the number of transactions or what? I think that for us, okay, this is going to sound a little cheesy, but it's the truth. Like for us, it's really a delighted client, like a five-star experience, a Google review. Like that's when we know we've done a great job. Um, you know, we're 73% repeat and referral. That's huge, right? Especially on a team our size. Oh yeah. Um, so that's something that, that tells us that we're doing a good job and we're successful. GCI is kind of like a myth. Like everyone loves to talk about GCI. This is how much money I made. Well, how much money did you actually make after expenses? Right. Right. I want to be profitable. Right. So there's two sides of that. Are you profitable? And are you are you creating raving fans with your clients? Right. Yeah, because we know there are businesses and there are teams and people out there that can buy all the business they want, but totally. in the end, they can buy themselves broke. Absolutely, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. So in, when I focused, for example, um, when I was getting started and focused on goals, I was thinking more in terms of units than dollars, just yeah. because I didn't want the dollars to blind me. And then I didn't want to get comfortable thinking, oh, I've made this much so far in GCI without even calculating expenses. So yeah. I would think if I can help this amount of people over yes. the year broken down to this amount of people per month, that's how mm-hmm. I kind of went forward. Did you have anything like that when you were getting started? Uh, well, the very, I do remember the very first year, our goal was to like, and keep in mind, we we came to Milton, the price point is low. We didn't know anyone here. Our goal was 200,000. That was our goal, GCI. And we hit it. Perfect. And did you, um, because I know that the way Chuck's mind works a little bit, (laughs) uh, did you break that down into the minutia of now I need to contact this many people a day to make this many appointments per week or, or anything like that to that level? Back then we were totally disorganized. Like if I had the knowledge I have now back then where, you know, you could get like a Google lead, like a pay-per-click lead for like, you know, three or $4 versus 13 or 14 now, like we had piles and piles of people who had requested information and we weren't even getting back to them. Like it was so wasteful. Right. Um, We weren't that organized, to be honest. Yeah. Well, it's quite overwhelming, especially when you're wearing a lot of hats, when someone is wearing multiple hats. And that's, again, the advantage of being in, I guess, a team situation. But when Mm -hmm. you're flying solo like I am, I'm wearing Mm -hmm. every kind of hat there is. Right. So it's hard to juggle all of that sometimes. And especially when someone's getting started, um, Mm -hmm. if they're going solo rather than joining a team, they're definitely in that same situation. Yeah. Yeah. It could be it could be a little bit overwhelming. So that's why. Uh, for relaunch, the whole idea is to help them really focus on the important things mm-hmm. in the first couple of years of their business to get it going, or if they're maybe rebranding or reshifting their focus, um, mm-hmm. maybe to a different niche or a different market, what should they focus on going forward? So that's what I really want to, uh, to th- get people thinking about here. 
For sure. And I think that those are habits that we teach the agents on our team. Um, I wish I had those habits when I started in the business where really, you know, their goal is to have 100 conversations a week with their COI, with new leads coming in. How are they following up? We time block, you know, two hours, five days a week to have these conversations. Like if you can be consistent and disciplined, like the sky's the limit. Absolutely. Now, what do you think about the idea of somebody coming in as a new agent and joining a team? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I've had agents, you know, who are brand new on the team. I've had, you know, straight from school to, to the team. I've had agents who, you know, have been on their own, done one deal in a year and done, and did 50 on ours, you know, in their first year. Um, what, you know, the major benefit of a team is we offer tremendous training, mentorship and systems. And some people just thrive with systems like they need them. Right. They need that st- structure and discipline and also not um, worrying like where your next deal is going to come from. Yeah, definitely. And when you can walk into something that's already been established, like you said, mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about creating the systems. It's already laid out for you and you have the training and, and in-house mentorship. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And they leverage the brand and they leverage the reputation. So when they're going in and doing a listing presentation that's been created by Chuck, where all the marketing in the background has been created by Chuck and they show up with it, like it doesn't matter if you've been in the business for three months, the client is going to be impressed. Now, when you join a team, uh, and of course, every team is structured differently. So you can only speak from your experience and other teams that you're familiar with. However, when you join a team, uh, do you have certain numbers that you need to hit certain goals on a daily, monthly basis, like actual transactions? So what we do is when we first, okay, let me take you from the beginning. So when we first invite someone into training, so we don't even have anyone sign a contract with us. We invite them into training. If we feel like there's, you know, a good shot that we're going to work out. Um, And they have to master a buyer presentation verbatim first before they even are offered membership on the team. Right. So once they um, have mastered that, then basically we go into goal setting and it's about their goals, not about what I want for them. It's what they want in terms of GCI. It could be in terms of um, time off, whatever it is. And then we take that and that's how we formulate, you know, the plan of what they need to do to hit their goals. So you make it very individual within the team as long as everything fits. Um, Absolutely. Like people still have to produce, right? Um, You know, but if someone's not producing, they're going to leave the team or they're going to be let go. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, that makes sense. Now, uh, I know there are different team structures where um, in terms of splits or or income, you do a listing and you're given 500 bucks for a listing or 50-50 for buyers or this and that. How much should people be concerned with that versus because, you know, when you go by yourself, you get it all. But you know, a hundred percent of nothing is still nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And you know, what's really interesting. I interview a lot of people who are doing between eight and 10 deals, um, who want to be on the team. So they're making a hundred thousand dollars or more, but when they factor in their brokerage fees, their expenses, they're not making anything. Right. Um, so in terms of splits, I would suggest that you go with a coaching company that can calculate that for you based on your market area. They'll give you some guidelines of what you should be um, paying your agents out because the money that go that the money that's left over, there's this like misconception that like 
I have this big pile of money like left over. <laughs> you know what I mean? When really you're investing that back in to getting business so that agent can keep growing their business, right? Absolutely. It's like we're pooling our resources so that, you know, we can continue to lead generate. We can have a staging department. We can have all these things and then the agent can grow their business as a result. Okay, fantastic. Now, let me ask you a question, taking you out of the team role for a minute, back sure. to the individual agent. Let's say yeah. there's an agent coming into an area and there are well-established agents that they have to fight against or teams. How can they separate themselves from the pack? I think they need to focus on what their unique ability is and what are they going to offer that's different from everyone else, right? And go with that. So that could be sort of one-on-one -on -one service. That could be their flair for staging or something. Who knows what it is, but their yeah. own particular value that they present, right? Yep, absolutely. And it's different for everyone, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. So you had mentioned coaching a lot. Yes. Uh, how would one go about maybe searching out a coach? Because there are different coaches and different systems out there. There's the Buffini thing. There's you yeah. know, the Joe Stump thing that we, we talked about. There's mm -hmm. Tom Ferry. There's everybody out there under the sun, and they yes. all present their own unique value. Yep, for so sure. How would one go about searching out and choosing a coach? Absolutely. Um, well, I really enjoyed uh, coaching with, well, I liked Buyer for Only. It was great for, you know, the systems and all that good stuff. And, you know, having the opportunity to meet Joe Stump and spend time with him, like that was a huge influence on our success. Um, but from there, really, it was Kathleen that gave us the systems to take our team to, you know, 500 plus GCI. And now that we're over a million, um, Ken Goodfellow is really the person who is teaching me how to be a CEO now, is teaching me how to run it like a business, how to be a good leader, a good mentor um, to our agents, which is super important. So it really, I, like what I would say is it depends on the level you're at, where you're at in your business, and um, you know what content really excites you, right? Because they all offer something good, right? Yes, everyone has something of value for sure. And, yeah. and like you said, I think you have to go after what it is. One person has a specialty in systems. The other person has a specialty in, in a particular system like Sphere as opposed yeah. to online leads or whatever the case may be, anything and everything in between. Yeah, that's oh, the challenge. Also, I can't not say this, but we've also um, gotten coaching from Andy Harrington, which was really good. And we still coach with him as well. Right, and I know Andy has a specialty in sort of... Uh, dealing with online leads and, and especially on yes. the phone yes. and converting them. So yeah, I know he has a, a long history with a lot of teams and helping them create their whole system. Absolutely. He's great at dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah having met him a few times, I, I agree. <laughs> All right. Fantastic. So what about um, maybe some books or programs that people should check out when they're first getting started, either to help guide them in the right path or mm -hmm. mindset or business systems, anything along those lines? Absolutely. Well, The E-Myth is huge. Great book. It really challenges you to look at your business a different way and also to kind of think with the end in mind. Um, that's a great one. The Red Book, of course, right? Everyone needs to read that one. Wait, what's um, the Red Book for people that don't know what the Red Book is? It's uh, the million, is it called The Millionaire Real Estate Agent? What is it called again? Yeah, I it's think the it's Millionaire Real Estate Agent. something like that, but it's the, it's the big <laughs> Barry Red Keller. Book. Everyone yeah. reads it. It's fantastic. Um, that's a good book. Um, from what else? I love Gary Vee. Like, I love his stuff. 
Um, it's very relevant to social media, especially if you want to look for some tips on, you know, how to advertise yourself for free. You know, he has a lot of great tips in there. Um, well, Simon Sinek, of course. What else? Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a good amount of value right there, yeah. I think. Definitely. <laughs> so moving into the future, where do you guys see yourself? Well, our vision is by uh, 2025 to be doing 500 units, um, to have a team of uh, 20 agents, as well as five to 10 admin staff, just supporting everything. We really want to do it big, but without losing that um you know, that care for, for our clients, that right? That personal connections. That personal connection is really important to us. Now, you guys also do events. Oh, yeah. We throw I, great I, love, I love the Star Wars events. <laughs> <laughs> so do our clients. Like, we've, we've had a, upwards of uh, 500 people come out to those. So they're a lot of fun. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. All right, great. So any parting words of advice or wisdom that you can leave for people either, like, again, that are just getting started in the business mm -hmm. or maybe struggling and, and want to turn things around? I think that, I think the most important thing, I mean, this is kind of like general advice, but you really have to show care and concern for your client. I think that a lot of people make it about them and not about the client. And that's where they, they lose, right? That's where they kind of go veer off the path. And, you know, people can smell like commission breath. Like you have to have genuine concern for them and their best interests. And that can be difficult, especially when you're just starting and you need that commission. But you really, I think, like you said, if you focus on other people's needs, it'll pay back tenfold. And you have to have a little bit of an unwavering belief in yourself, right? If you understand that whatever you're experiencing is short term and you believe that you can make it in the business, like you're going to do it. Yeah, there, there are so many different coaches out there and systems that you can follow as we've demonstrated you just have to get out there find what's right for you the thing that was very frustrating for me when i was just getting started um, that i didn't realize until later on was that everything works in this business i don't yeah. care what you do if you knock on doors if you make cold calls if you work online leads if you just work your sphere everything works yeah. and nothing works <laughs> yeah so you have to find, I think, what's right for you and what that yeah. right match is and not take on maybe too much at once. Maybe focus on one, two systems at a time until you start Absolutely. adding on other ones. Absolutely. Like I find that um, I see that with different partners on our team. That's what we call our real estate agents partners. You might have one who's like killer at open houses, another one who's killer at door knocking, another one who's a sniper when an internet lead comes in. Like there are people have all different abilities and it's really focusing on the thing that you're just really good at fantastic well thank you so much melissa for taking oh, the time i know you're so busy but i always have a good time <laughs> talking to you so thanks a lot and um if one of people want to get a hold of you if they want to send you guys referrals if people are going uh, in your area where is your area where do you service so milton is where exactly milton is west of toronto we're right next to Mississauga. So we basically service Milton and the surrounding areas. So we work in Mississauga, Burlington, Oakville, Georgetown. We're doing a lot of business in Guelph this year. Um, so yeah, in those areas. And the best place to find you would be? They can reach us, um, well, our website, charltonadvantage.com. And, you know, if anyone has any questions, they can email me directly. It's melissa at charltonadvantage.com. And we'll put all that information in the show notes as well. For sure. Thanks again. And tell Chuck I say hello. And I want to get Chuck on the show next time yes. so that uh, I can get his perspective and get my mind blown I think again. <laughs> I think he's jealous.
Is he jealous that I asked you first? A little jealous? Yeah, yeah. You asked me first. I know because I know Chuck. I've known Chuck for longer, but I asked you first because I wanted to get you on. That's all right. I knew I would get this, get the good stuff, and then Chuck and I would probably goof around about superheroes. So we'll see. (laughs) All right. Thank you so much, and uh, I'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great. Bye bye. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land. I just wanted to say thank you so much. I truly appreciate you for your support and for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share this all over social media, and especially share it with a realtor that you know that might be having a difficult time finding their own path to success. I'll see you on the next episode.